You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. For those who don't know me, I am Samuele, as you said, and I'm Italian, and I have the privilege to serve God at the IBTI, so it's nice to be here today with you and to see you all, and nice to see your students back, coming back. Uh, I managed to greet most of you, but uh, Rebecca, Daniele, Luca, so welcome back. Um, and what I want to share with you is something that God has been challenging me and um, uh, lately, and something that uh, I'm trying to take on board in my life more and more as I go on. And uh, I want to start by saying that we all want to be blessed in, what, in all what we do. Is that correct? Uh, the, when, when we start something in life, our desire is to be victorious. It's our, our desire is to succeed. Our desire is to see blessing following us. And independently, if you're a Christian here today, if you're not, this is something that has been built in the human being to be victorious, to, be, to conquer something. God created us and he created nature and, and, and we had to rule over it. Then we, we messed up a little bit and we, we, we took this authority, we was given to Satan. And then Jesus, when he came and through his death, his resurrection, he took back this authority and he gave it back to us. To, he brought the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is among, is among us. And we have just celebrated Easter, this wonderful act of love from God, of giving Jesus Christ to die for us. So we all want to be blessed in, in what we do. We all want to, uh, to, to win. Everything we start from our, in our family, in all the realms of our life, family, job, uh, anything. We want to, to do things and to see the things work. And when things don't work, we, we get a, a little bit upset. Is it only me like this or is it also you? Can, can you? can you picture yourself in what I'm saying? Uh, now, believe it or not, when we are in Christ, it's possible to experience this. Uh, it's possible to experience a life that moves from victory into victory. Not meaning a life, an easy life where ev- ev- everything is always happy, clappy. But it's a life that also when we go through the difficult time, we can experience the victory in Jesus Christ. It is possible to do that. But it's not something automatic. There are certain promises in the Bible that are unconditional, like salvation. Very easy, you know. The, 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 gospel, the message of the gospel is something easy. Jesus has come, has died for us. We are called to believe in Him. And whoever believes in Him is saved. And this gift of salvation cannot be taken away from us. It's this eternal gift that has been given to us. And, and no matter what, Satan cannot snatch our lives out of the hand of God. He is in control. Of us. But there are other promises in the Bible where, where we read about the blessing, where we read about all what we do in life, that we want it to be something good, something that works. There, are, there is a condition there. Like if you obey, you will see. If you follow me, you will conquer. If you will do this, you will, you will, you will see that. So there is always an if before. And this is something that sometimes we as a Christian we miss. Because we live in a society where we can get everything, nearly everything for free, um, especially, uh, you know, with the, all the internet and technology, if you look really good in the internet, you can get a lot of stuff for free. And, and we, and we, and it is nice, you know, that you, you, very little effort, sometimes we can get something good, sometimes. But with God, 
God wants to engage with us. He wants to, it's not just that He's giving us all victories just like this. He wants to actually engage Himself with our life in a journey where He changes us. A journey in which we, we put Him first in our life. A journey where we acknowledge His greatness. A knowledge where we move according with His will. And when we do all of this, we can experience this blessing. And, and it's very clearly written, in, you know, there are a lot of, of these. You know, you can do all, the thing, all things through Christ, through strength. I can do all things through Christ who gave me strength. So I can do all things, included everything. It means that, it means that there is not nothing out there, theoretically, and actually, potentially, I would say, not theoretically, potentially, there is nothing out there that can overcome me. They can overcome me because Christ is, is with me. So nothing can stand against me. So there are all these kind of promises that we all like to read and to, and to claim. But let's see also what God is asking for us. Uh, in James 1, I want to read something with you. Uh, from verse 19 to verse 25. It speaks about being blessed in all what we do. That's the last verse. It says, verse 25, you will be blessed, they will be blessed in what they do. But let's read from the beginning, from verse 19. My dear brother and sister, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth. And the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what he says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intention, uh, in, inten- intensely into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So that's the that's the, the final verse. They will be blessed we, we can be blessed in, in what we do, but there is all what we just read. And those these verses often are, are taken and rightly, you know, we can do that in uh, uh, a way how to learn how we should relate to one another, you know, uh, when we um, we all know that it's important to listen. You know, we have to be slow and speak and slow in anger. And, you know, we always compare. Not always, but often these verses are comparing a relationship between two people. But actually this paragraph is all about the word of God, what we just re- read. And if you want to put the verses into the contest, he's about God speaking to us. And when God speaks to us, we have to be quick in listening, slow in speaking, and slow into anger. And we will see a bit these things as we go on. Uh, listening. Listening to the word of God. There is, there is a huge difference between listening and just hearing. You know, we can hear many things. And when, you know, we can walk on the street and we just hear, maybe by accident, you know, people talking around us. We, we hear uh, um, noises. We, we hear music. And, you know, we just then go by. But listening is actually an action that implies our will. I, I have to stop and listen. Listening is an action that implies an, an intention, really, to, to an effort to, to stop somewhere 
and to engage myself with whatever I'm hearing. Okay, so listening is something different. And the Bible says that we have to be quick in listening the word of God. So not just hearing the word of God, but actually stopping a moment when God is speaking to us and to listen to what He's saying. And there is the written word of God, which is the first authority. There is the spoken word of God that will never go in conflict with, with the written word of God. So sometimes God can speak to you by reading the Bible. Sometimes, you know, He may speak to you in a dream or whatever, you know, but what, all, nothing has to go in conflict with what is written here. And God says, be quick in listening. So be, uh, do something that has to be done with intention. As well, we have to be slow to speak. Why would God put in the context of what we just read about listening His word? He put something, we say, you have to be slow to speak. Now, when you speak with someone, you usually listen what this person says. And then you listen and and sometimes we, we give, we, we answer them, you know, we, we bring our case, we, we can say, you know, we can agree, we can disagree, we can disagree in agreement. Um, but there is this, you know, this tendency of, you know, taking on board, yes, but as well of speaking. And, and this is, for example, in a, uh, in a marriage relationship, that's, you know, uh, if you're married, and, uh, um, but also, you know, another kind of relationship, I think you've, you've, you've tasted that. Uh, if you don't learn how to listen, your partner, you very soon you will get into trouble. All the discussion that I have with my wife Anastasia, you know, sometimes you know we, we are human, so um, we we fall into discussion, disagreements, and then uh, you know sometimes these things grow and we become angry to each other. But then at the root of everything is that I'm not listening to her; she's not listening to me. She speaks, and I'm, I'm too quick in giving her an answer. I speak; she's too quick in giving me an answer, and then. So we, are, we, we don't listen. Instead of being slow to speak, we are fast in speaking, and um, then anger is produced. And the same is with God. Sometimes God's come and speak to us, and naturally we may disagree with Him. Because God has given us our brain, our way of thinking, a will. And it happened to me so often, you know, I, I, God has said something to me, I, or I've been, I really felt like God speaking to me, but somehow I couldn't accept what he was saying. I had something to say. I said, God, are you sure? Because have you seen that? Have you considered that? And how, how, I do, how do I do with that? Is, are you really sure? I, I, do I have to really to do this? Quick. I'm quick to speak with him. And, and, and the next step. And, and, and maybe someone is here today. Where you've already developed a kind of anger against God. Why me? Why this has happened to me? Why am I living this situation? You know, and you kind of, you, you've entered that position of being in conflict with God. Not because you, you don't love God. Not because you, um, you have, you know, any huge problem with Him. But simply because you cannot accept something that is going on right now in your life. So God says, I speak, you listen. Be slow to speak. And be slow to anger. Let us not forget with whom we are dealing. We are dealing with God. You know, when we speak among ourselves, it is normal, you know, you know, to give an answer sometimes, you know, to get a little upset, a little bit upset, because we human, we all can do mistakes. So I can have, 
I can have an opinion, you can disagree, rightly disagree with me, you know, and, and so it's all your right to, to say, well, I don't agree with that. But when we deal with God, God is perfection. His plan, His way are just so, so, so higher than our plan and than our way. So when He speaks something to us, and when, when we read, when we hear, when we see, we listen, there really shouldn't be any room for disagreement. But yet it's not something that comes automatic within us. That's why he had to put it plainly written in, in his word. You know, be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to anger. I am God. I am the Lord. I know what I'm doing. Anger produces unrighteousness, we just read. God, and, and it's all like a rat race where you can find yourself in. You know, spinning around, not understanding, not accepting, and getting angry. And, and then you get angry, you, you just, you know, go away, get, you start to step out and, and do things that you shouldn't do. And very soon you will find yourself in, in big, big problem, big um, challenge that you may, uh, um, then you, you cry when you have to correct them. As well, we read in, in um, verse, I'm going to pick it for you now. Verse 21. Therefore get rid of all moral filth. That's interesting, first of all, how God called our, sometime our reasoning with him. He, he is a God who wants to speak with us. But you know, when, when we try to, when we hold our position and we, we get in that position... Or like, you know, God, you're getting this wrong. I'm right. That's, you know, moral filth. That's, that's our righteousness. Compared to God's righteousness, it's nothing. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Therefore, get rid of moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. And humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So it's not just about listening the word. It's not just about being slow in answering and be slow to anger. But it's actually in accepting the word that has been, has been spoken by God over my life. Accept the word, the seed of the word that has been planted in you. And this, when we do this, we will taste salvation. You know, there is, well, I'm not speaking about the salvation um, of being born, of born again. But salvation also has a, the goodness of God. The, the, the mercy of God. When we accept the word. So there has to be not just the action of listening, but actually the action of accepting. And let me tell you something. In order to accept something that comes from another direction, and this something doesn't agree with what you think, in order to accept that, you need to be, to humble yourself. To humble yourself. You need to say, to really to, to put, to put all your weapons down. I said, you know, I think, I, I may even think, it's different. I, I can't see what you see, God. I can't see the, the solution that you, you promised me. Everything seems to go in another way around me. But still, I accept your word. I, I, I humble myself. I take on board what you just have spoken over my life. And when we do that, when we do this, we can taste God's goodness. We start this walk... Of not understanding maybe what really is going on around us, but this walk of trust in Him. 
this work of, of faith in Him. And I want to also say something that you can get the picture, especially when you're going through the hard time, that maybe sometimes God likes to play with your life. You know, maybe He's given you something and, and you were very happy, and then tomorrow suddenly you, you lose this, this very thing. And, or or you, you, just, you, you just came out from a situation just to enter into a new one. A hard situation, a difficult situation. And you say, Lord, why? Why is that? Well, the Lord is not playing with you. You may say, uh, I have done what you told me. I am following actually your word. I have been listening. I have accepted your word. Why do I find myself in this? Now, are you playing with me? I have feeling. Why are you doing this with me? But yet, we just read that when we accept God's word, the outcome is the God goodness, salvation, mercy, and love. So whatever God speaks into your life is not because He wants to play with you anything, but because he has, His plan for your life is perfect. And sometimes even when, I, when we don't understand His plan, when we don't see, we are called really to, uh, to trust because He loves us. You know... Uh, he doesn't, he, he want to, he, he's challenged, he want to engage himself with us because he want to change us. Because he want to transform us. But not because of him. Understand this. It's not that if we become better in him, then he, he as well gains something. He doesn't gain anything. He's perfect. He has everything in his hand. He's, he, he doesn't need you and me anything. What he wants, he wants you. To become a conqueror. Wants you to become a victorious. So every time he spoke something into, into your life. Even if it's something that you don't understand. Even if it's something that's a little hard to, to accept. Know, know, that, know that. That comes from his love that he has for you. Not because he, he wants to punish you. He wants to, uh, to give you a lesson. But because he loves you. And he knows what is best for you. What is, go- what is good for you. So listen to his word. Be slow to speak. Understand with whom you are dealing. Be slow to get angry. Accept his word. And even when the situation doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem, oh, Lord, I just go ahead. Because I know that you love me. I know that all things that you have for me are plan of to give, to give me um, love, success, peace. You know, there, these are all promises that are written in the Bible. As well, we just read that it's not just about accepting and uh, listening and all of these. But there is something about doing. So there is the listening, but then there is God is calling us to act upon His Word. To be doers of His Word. Not just those who... You can even listen. So I'm not speaking about hearing, just listen. You can even really seriously one day sit down and have a conversation with God and and really listening and understanding what God is saying to you. But you can walk away from that meeting with Him like nothing has happened. I find myself in this situation. I've been, I've been seeking God for an answer. The answer finally came. And it was so plainly, so, you know, so clear to me. And yet I stood up and I found myself doing nothing really upon that word that just, was just spoken over my life. And just being a listener Knowing everything about that situation, but yet not acting on anything. 
And, and there is this comparison. If you're acting like this, the Bible says that you're like someone who goes and looks himself in the mirror, then goes away and he just forgets what he is. There is this beautiful and wonderful comparison between the Word of God and a mirror. You know, I get in the mirror to gain some information about myself. After Christmas, after Easter, I get in front of a mirror. I have to realize if I had too many chocolate Easter eggs, which I probably had. So the mirror is telling me, Samuel, you have to do something here. You know, you're becoming an egg. So, according to what I see in the mirror, I may be motivated actually to, you know, to do a little bit of diet. So the mirror is an important tool. I mean, remove a mirror. Can you live, try to picture yourself a life without a mirror. You know, and all the things that you have to do in life, you go and, you know, uh, you go out, you go and meet people, you don't have a mirror to see all you look like. So a mirror is something very important. Uh, then there are other days, you know, the mirrors that get you slimmer, or, uh, which I'm trying to look one online, I can't find it. So if you know where, I can get it. Anyway, moving on. So there is this comparison between the Word of God being the mirror of our lives, of our soul, of our, of our spirit, of our mind. So if you want, to, you cannot see inside of you, but if you want to have a little more understanding of who you are, or what you are experiencing, that, that here is your mirror. And you know, the, be- the great things about the mirror is, the mirror is not just an evil tool that, you know, tells you when you are, you know, when you have to do something about yourself. But it's also a good tool because, you know, you can see, well, today I feel beautiful. You know, it's also, I like the good things, you know. Oh, I lost weight, actually, you know. It's also an encouraging, a way to encourage ourselves. So that's the word of God. Mirror of our soul. We can go and look ourselves into that. And we will, yes, receive sometimes rebuke and correction. But we will also receive a lot of encouragement. And a lot of, um, you know, go ahead. You know, you're doing well. That's why it's important, really, to, when we look ourselves into the mirror of the Word of God, not to walk away like forgetting what we just saw. Another thing is about mirror that sometimes people are afraid to look themselves in the mirror. Uh, okay, I'll not say that. I'll just jump to the serious stuff. Um, so, there are people who actually, there are Christians who don't go into the Word of God because they are afraid of what they can see. Maybe they have already, God has given them a hint of something that needs to be changed in your life. Something in which God is requiring you to engage and to, to do something about that. But somehow you don't want to do that because you feel comfortable where you are. So you are afraid to go back to the mirror because the mirror, guess what, will, relieve, will, will reveal to you again. What you just saw, maybe a few months down, the, uh, few months uh, before. So there is this, these things of not going into the Bible because I'm afraid to hear what really God has to say in my life. But as well, when we do that, it's dangerous because some people need really to be encouraged. And if we don't go into the Bible to get the encouragement, if we don't go into the Word to see the encouragement, we will never. Be encouraged by anything. You know, there are people who live lives not able to, to, to receive an encouragement. Always 
you know, down, always, you know, everything is against me. I'm not going to do, I'm not good at doing anything. I don't have any skill. I don't have any, any, any gift. It's just me, you know. And no matter how much you speak into their life, they just keep on. And the word of God, again, is the only tool who can encourage you. If you, today you are in the situation where you think that there is nothing good in you, go and see what God has to say. Go, go and get the encouragement. But then be a listener, be a, be a doer so into, also into this. So if I read in the Bible that no matter what, God loves me. No matter how many, how many times I fail, He's always there to forgive me. Become a doer, so receive this word. Accept this love. Enjoy this love. Enjoy your journey with God. Sometimes we, we get into the thing, oh, I have done it again. God doesn't love me. God is angry with me. And we run away from God. Yet, when we look at ourselves in the mirror of the world, we find love and forgiveness and encouragement. So go back in the, in the Word of God. If, if you're walked away from that, go back, look yourself in the mirror. See what you are, what God has to say about your life. And then take it. If today you are here and you, and you maybe you don't, you don't even know who Jesus is, or maybe you have just a general knowledge. Well, let me just tell you something. This mirror says that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life, uh, the only um, way, the truth and the life to the Father, to God. He's the only one. That's what this mirror says. And maybe you're here asking yourself, I know I, I believe that there is a God, but you're desperately looking for how can I, can I get to Him. Let me tell you what the mirror is, is saying. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Meaning there is nothing outside of me. There is nothing else. Take this. Take this. And, and say, is, is that true? Is that true, Jesus? Is, is it really you the only way? Give a chance to Jesus. And, and so on. There are so many things and encouragement that we can take from this book. And yet, so many times we act and we, and like, not like those who do or act or, or take a decision or make an action, engage himself in something when we read a word, but we just read and walk away. Even worse, sometimes we don't even read. And then there is this final verse, you know, you will be blessed. What, we, what, we, what you do will be blessed. And that's the, the nice part. That's the, the, what is inside. What we want to win. Of course I want to be blessed. I want to be victorious. I want to prosper. I want to win. I want to conquer. I want everything I start. I want to see it to succeed. Of course. Yeah, I want to do that. Everybody wants that. But what about what we just said? What we just spoke together? What we just um, read the, previously? About... Having the courage and the seriousness of engaging yourself in a true and real relationship with God. A relationship with God that is going to change you. He's going he's to take the things in you that don't belong to you. And He's going to remove things. He's going to give you a new shape. Because He knows what is best for you. And that's it's the difficult part. We don't want to do that. We want to keep. We want to be who we are often. You know, to hold on to the things that we have, to the situation in which we are. We're afraid to lose. I don't know, sometimes our mind, then the enemy starts to play, you know. Like if there is anything that we can lose. When, when you know, when we, give, when we give room to God to work in our life. 
But sometimes we, we do act this way, don't we? And then we want to be blessed in what all we do. But then things don't work out. And then eventually we, 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 we are quick to speak to God. Because we never listen in the first place. We, we, we're quick to give an answer. Why? Why, Lord? Why is that? And then, and then we're quick maybe to get angry with Him. An anger that produces unrighteousness. But let us actually engage with God in a serious way. I go and mirror myself into the Word of God. Written Word of God. Spoken Word of God. What do you have for me, God? And I take on board. I take on board even if, when sometimes it's painful. But as I said, other times it's just you know, so much promises and goodness to be taken. So the mirror is something powerful. It reveals what you are. You, we can have... If you, when, I, when I speak about the Bible, what the Bible is, what the Word of God is, I always take as example a measure. I can look at this box and I can say, well, you know, I look from here, that is approximately 50 centimeters long. Maybe 40 something or 50 centimeter plus centimeters less. So the only way for me to find out actually how big is this box is to take a measure and to, to check its size. So we can have many questions about the love. I think God is, you know, is there. I've got this idea about God. I've got this idea about my life. We look to ourselves and, you know, we move like with blind, blindfold in our eyes. And, you know, I think, I believe. And actually the word of God is the only mirror who can reveal to us who we really are. And what really God wants for you and for me. That's, what, that's why, you know, God, God stress so much. Be doers of my word. Not because he wants to play with your life. Not because he wants to twist you. Because he, he, I don't know, I hope you're not really thinking of that. But because he wants the best for you. He knows who you are. Where you are going. What you can do. He knows the potential that is in your life. And he wants to bring into the, to expand to the maximum. He, he wants you to be blessed, to test His blessing, His goodness, in all what you do in your life. But you've got to engage yourself with Him. You've got to mirror yourself into His Word. And to take Him on board. Say, oh Lord, I change. yes, change me. Go for it. So why don't we just um, close our eyes. We're going to prayer. And... And I, I really, I want you to, to look into your life and, and to see where you are with God. Where are you with God now? Are you engaging yourself with Him? You know, and this does not mean just, you know, for people who don't know Him, but you, Christian, you, children of God, are you engaging enough your, your life with your Father? Are you actually a doers of His Word? Or you're just like someone who, who loves to listen. Are you maybe going through a time in your life where you don't understand, you know, what's going on around you? And maybe you're there and you're a, bit, a little bit, oh God, why? A little bit angry at Him. Know that God loves you. And He wants the best for you today. Know that His plan for your life are perfect and higher than your plans. Know that the solution for you today is to, is to become a doer of His Word, to engage yourself with Him. It's not about 
any other thing that you may think of, how you can get a read, how can you get the read of certain thoughts, how you can get out from certain situation, and you go mad and crazy thinking about a solution. Engage yourself with God. He will bring you out wherever you are. You know, He stretched, his, He will always stretch your hand in the place where you are. And He will pick you up. So give really the Lord has given you today another chance to reconnect with Him, to, to put right your priority in your life, and to, to, to stop to think and consider who He is and what He has for you. If you're afraid, you, because you, you're afraid to lose, or maybe you're lost something, Know that God has something better prepared for you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.